Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. What did I do? Who cares what he did? I care. If it was so bad, why didn't Kevin turn on him in the first place? Mike, what does it matter? He can get you out. This is my only friend in here. I'm not gonna betray him. Friend? Listen to me, goddammit. There's someone in here trying to kill you, and I'm giving you a way out. I'm taking care of Gallo. What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means that I did what you told me to do. I threatened to tell people that he was an informant, but what I also did was found out a way to get him parole. Parole? Are you crazy? He's not gonna get parole. Who's gonna say he deserves it? You know it? what, Harvey? Instead of coming in here and telling me to betray my cellmate because Gallo will never get parole, maybe you should be helping me get it for I'm never helping that piece of shit do anything. And this isn't about Gallo, and you know it. No, it's about you telling me to turn on the one guy in here that I trust based on some plan that Cahill has that we don't even know will work. No, Mike. It's about giving you a chance to get your life back while it still looks the same. Now, are you going to take it or not? Suits Season 6, Episode 4 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about turn, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who would never urinate in a coffee mug. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> Rob, never say never. Never say I, never. I, yeah, I think things have happened in the past where I, I, I could see myself urinating in a coffee mug. I mean, that was a very tiny mug. Yeah, like when you gotta go, you gotta go. But also, I'd probably need more mugs than just just the one. I mean, that's that is a very tiny mug uh, that they were mm. uh, being uh, for uh, that the entire kitchen that's stocked with uh, you just got lit up mugs. Uh, how many drug tests are they administering in the stockbroker's office? Uh, it, it, since the mugs were so tiny, maybe it's just a couple. You a couple. know, <laughs> maybe like four people used all twenty five yeah. of those mugs. Because you're right. right, they're not big. So we've got Mike Ross potentially with a way out of prison here in uh, this episode, but uh, a few different things going on. Chappelle, I just got to check on you. Jessica is potentially going to be going out on a date with Stu the stockbroker by the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah, this is fine. Everything's fine, right? Everything's okay. This is normal for Jessica. Yeah. I, yeah, I, she's I, this is business, Rob. Rob, this is business. Mm -hmm. She needs 
she's doing this man a favor because basically Stu the stockbroker has uh, taken these stocks that they purchased in the last episode and is letting them go away. You know, they need these stocks. They do. But they're like, oh, we're taking all of this because we can. We're stockbrokers. That's what we do. Just because, like, I really need you to stop doing this. And Stu says, well, what's in it for me? He says, uh, how about we talk about it over dinner? And uh, for a second, I was thinking, do I ship this? Is this okay? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with Jessica having friends, even like friends of the sexual nature. Like, by all means, Jessica, live your life. You've grown. Uh, but I don't know if I'm thinking this is in game. I don't know if I like it as a couple. He seems to really like her, though. Look how he looks at her on the elevator at the end of the episode. He's like, at the very least, he respects Jessica, and that's more than Jeff Malone did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're in more on Stu than Jeff Malone. It's a game of inches at this point. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, it's like it, it, depending on what the next episode brings, I could be like, bring back. I will never say bring back Jeff Malone, but you know, right now I just think Jessica is trying to have a little fun. She needs to blow off some steam. She, you know, she's you know she's gotten stressed. The woman has turned to the weed. She's had she's yes. grows her own. It seems, and so maybe this is just a cry for help. All right. Let's talk about uh, the crux of what's going on here in turn where, okay, Sean Cahill, he has this deal. He needs Mike to flip on Kevin Miller. It's never going to happen. Mike's not going to turn on his roommate. And so Harvey is going to come and visit him and uh, tell him about it. Mike's like, no way. Never do it. I mean, come on, Harvey. You know Mike. He's not ever going to do this. And he's basically getting to the point where he talks to Rachel on the phone. He's like, put Donna on the phone. Tell Harvey if he comes here, I won't even meet with him. Yeah. Mike is not going to do this. I think this is a very fascinating storyline because the idea here is that Kevin has information on Kevin's father-in-law and that Sean Cahill really needs to get that information. So in order to get that information about Kevin's father-in-law and to incriminate him, uh, we need Mike Ross to go deep undercover at this point and to, you know, get Kevin to, you know, give some incriminating information, which, what, whatever, fine. But it's very... Um, it's very suits, right, for this to be happening because this is very similar to the Harvey and Mike Ross situation. I could see a world where someone goes to Kevin and says, Kevin, Mike Ross is in jail. We would really love for it to be Harvey in jail. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go and get information about Harvey and then we can get you out of jail oh, very quickly. Oh, boy. So, if Anita Gibb uh, even thought of this. Yes, This exactly. is brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's it's the same exact plan. You know, it's what they've been trying to get Mike Ross to do is that they're trying to get these people to give them the bigger fish. And Mike, why Ross didn't Charles Forsman think of this? Charles Forsman he's in jail, right? He didn't really have that much leverage. All he has is money, you know. And so maybe he just throw some money at somebody and try to pay Kevin to do it. Or but he's yeah, working with Eric Woodall. Is he still working with Eric Woodall? I don't know. Like to this day, you he know, knows what, Eric Charles, Woodall. He does know him. He does know him. He has a lot of money, so that means he can do whatever he wants. But. I think that call I Travis Tanner. Lines, he'd help with this. No, Travis Tanner's a good guy now. No. Remember, or at least he's just he's like I mean, uh, Daniel Hartman would. Yeah, but who's talking to Daniel Hartman? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So we're safe from them right now. I think as long as Mike's in jail, we're we're safe. A. From Elliot Stemple. We're not safe from Stemple. We're not safe from Stemple. That guy is weird. I'm really hoping that he gets his comeuppance because I've not forgotten about the duck painting. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as Mike goes. This like idea that Mike is supposed to go get Kevin to turn on his, uh, you know, on the bigger fish, uh, is very much something that I could see suits doing to Mike. And so I thought it was very interesting that they went this route. But also the idea that Mike would even do it is absurd because 
this is Mike. It's, it's his whole thing. You know, Harvey's upset. He's incensed that, Mike, you've only been in jail for a week. You played checkers with the guy a couple times. What's up, man? Like, dog, don't you want to get out and be with, be a family guy? Come back home to Pierce Inspector Lit and our new home office that they're creating at Lewis's house? Uh, like, why don't you want to do that? Why don't you want to have sex with Rachel all the time? Come on, man. And Mike's like, yeah, but this is my brand. Blind mm-hmm. loyalty is kind of my thing. And so, uh, you know, it'd be ridiculous for Mike Ross to take this deal. It's just not in his character. He won't do it. And so Harvey takes matters into his own hands and has Mike poisoned. Yes, he poisoned him with Rachel. He said, okay, we got to get Mike out of jail. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put some stuff in his food. He's obviously going to think that it's Gallo coming after him. And then like a thief in the night, we're going to kidnap the guy out of jail. We're going to prison break him, Rob. And then we're going to take him. And then we're going to let him see the faces of all the victims that uh, Kevin's dad is, uh, you know, Kevin's father-in-law is accused This is a good plan, though, by the way, that if once you start showing Mike Ross the victims. It's, it's, it's foolproof. However. Harvey has a better plan. He mm-hmm. says, okay, one thing Mike Ross loves more than victims, sex. Yeah. Sex, he wants sex with Rachel. Yeah, he probably wants to spend some quality time with Rachel, but they got six hours. Sex has to happen. We got a little time. Let's make it happen. So Harvey's plan all along is like, okay, how can we get Mike Ross back? Mike Ross, he's got that dog in him. He do. And Harvey going to make sure he keep it in him, you know? And so he takes him over and he's like, hey, Mike, got you out of jail. Mike's like, what? Wait, wait, where am I? What do you mean you poisoned me? What do you mean I'm going over here? Mm-hmm. What do you mean Kevin's dad? What do you mean victims? I, he asked him like the seven, seven questions back to back. And finally he's like, what do you mean I'm about to go have sex with Rachel? Okay, yeah. more of that. Turn that up. And so they do. They link up. Him and Rachel enjoy uh, six hours of passion, it seems. It doesn't seem like they talk about much. I mean, it's not like Mike Ross has something to share. I don't know if you've talked to anybody in prison before, Rob, but typically their stories are very short. It's like, uh, I woke up, you know, I didn't die, mm-hmm. didn't fight anybody, kind of. Yeah. Have, you know, so Rachel's kind of like. Why? Because nothing's telling- going on? Or they don't want to talk about it? It's prison. There's nothing going on. You oh. know, for if you get the, the tamest days in prison are probably the best days in prison for these people, right? Yeah. Like if there's something going on, they they're probably not having a great time. And so uh yeah, Mike Ross probably has nothing to talk about. So he's dying to have sex with Rachel. And Rachel is like, Oh, let me tell you about the Innocence Project. So yeah. in that time, Mike Ross does finally come to terms with okay, maybe I should tell Rachel about this potential deal, which I thought was very adult of him. Uh, but this is making Sean Cahill's brain explode yeah. because all he's thinking is exactly what you said the the foolproof plan the real plan to go let mike look at the victims i mean spot on that that's exactly what you should be doing to mike ross he just harvey just makes him you know bob when he should have weaved i guess mm-hmm. now did rachel know exactly what was going on here like what what was the explanation they gave to rachel of he's just like oh harvey got me out like do you have to go back? Like, are you, can we do this, uh, you know, on the weekends? Yeah. Well, he said that uh, they cut a deal. He's like, okay, Rachel. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm out right now, but we, it's just the deal that we got that allows me to get out of here. But I, I gotta like keep, I don't know if you have to keep tabs on Gallo or what, but 
he basically just tells him like some little offshoot like yeah they got me out oh it was because of the fight he says yeah we got in a fight in the infirmary and then I was able to like you know snitch on Gallo because of that I mean they sent me to the infirmary and you know I snitched on Gallo and so that gave me like you know a little reprieve yeah they said you could be out of jail for eight hours because and and Rachel's yeah and Rachel's looking at this man like you are such a liar but Mm -hmm. also I would like to have sex as well. And so yes. come home, baby. Yes. And so it's it yes. has been three days since you've been in jail. A whopping three days, and this man has already broken out of prison. No, in all seriousness, how long has Mike Ross been in jail for? It cannot have been that long, but it hasn't it's been more than three days for sure. Okay. I mean, has it been ten it, days? It has been at least ten days. Pierce Inspector Lit has already found people to lease the offices into. Has it I been mean, twenty our, days? It has not been 20 days. Yeah. It has not been 20 days. But by getting Stu Bazzini's crew in there, um, you know, tracking down all the pieces that they needed for that. I mean, I, I, I'd i have to imagine that it's been a, at least two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. we have Sean Cahill is waiting for Mike to go ahead and bring everything over and go over it all with him. And Harvey ends up taking him to Rachel's house. Harvey stops by back at the office and Sean Cahill's like, Harvey, this isn't what we talked about. Screw you. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, and Harvey is ready to fist fight Sean Cahill. Something's wrong with Harvey. Okay. He's not so okay. I was thinking about this. No, no, he's not. But I was thinking about this. This is the I know he's been through a lot. Harvey. No, this is a lot about Harvey. This is about Harvey's child being in prison. The Harvey is now a father. The same Harvey we've never seen be a father before. Every time someone brings up kids in a family, he's like, ew, gross. But he has adopted Mike Ross as his own. And to see his child, the love of his life, the apple of his eye, the fruit of his looms, sitting there in prison, rotting for roughly 16 days, it's driving him crazy. And so he will stop at nothing to make sure that Mike Ross is safe and to get him out of jail, potentially. I mean, if you really think about it, Harvey feels like he's responsible, which in a way he is definitely responsible. If there's responsibility here, it's probably 50-50 on Mike Ross and Harvey. And so he feels like the same the same energy he would put into this if it was Donna, he's going to put into it for Mike. And so Sean mm-hmm. Cahill's coming in to say, I'm about to tell Rachel what's going on because Mike Ross is telling this, taking this deal. Like I, all this, oh, I'm going to come in here and have sex and all that other stuff. That stuff is cute for PSL, but that's not how Sean Cahill gets down. And I'm getting in there and Harvey's like, I will punch you in the face. I will literally punch you in the face, Sean Cahill. You are not going yeah. inside. And Sean Cahill's like, bring it on, bitch. Like it was very quick. Like I really thought we was about to see it come to blows <laughs> before Mike Ross came out. It shut it down. So it was, I love that that moment of the episode. But for Harvey, that I feel like that for Harvey, I, it was almost like in like season two, if Harvey said he was going to fight somebody, it was a little bit like, whoa, okay. Uh, and does Harvey know how to fight? Uh, now, there is yeah. not a scene that he has with another man that that like is like a tense scene that he does not at least threaten to kick their ass. Yeah, it started in season two, but it wasn't a gradual like, it wasn't a gradual move, right? It was like in season one, almost rarely Harvey like, you know, I'll kick your ass every now and then. Like he's kind of said like passively, like, boy, I'll beat your ass. Uh, but by season two, it was like, hey, you're going to do this. I'm going to put you in the face. And it was every mm-hmm. other deal. I mean, pretty much to the point where eventually him and Travis Tanner are just like, 
let's go to the ring. You know, so once they hit the boxing ring at that point, all bets are off. Harvey's like, I will fight you here, there, anywhere, in a box with a fox, uh, in a mouse, uh, with a house. You know, like Harvey is about that yeah. life. <laughs> the green eggs and hands. Harvey only about, he about that life, okay? Harvey almost punched Anita Gibbs in the face. Mm -hmm. He said his hands bisexual. They for everybody. <laughs> Anybody can get it. <laughs> Harvey don't play. If you're, riding, if you're trying to get in a sanctioned fight, Harvey got you. Yeah. And he going to throw the first punch, too. That's the other thing. Harvey is not Mike Ross. Mike Ross going, hey, I'm going to say some rude stuff to you and hope that you don't hit me. Harvey like, no, nah, let's just cut to the, to the chase. Pow, pow, pow. You know, so, whoa. You mm -hmm. know, um, anybody can get it, including Sean Cahill, which is wild. Harvey, that is a prosecutor. You're <laughs> yeah. going to go to jail right next to Mike Ross, and you're not going to go to nice white-collar jail. They're going to send you to prison prison. Um, mm -hmm. You have more Even to in worry the jail. about. Harvey's like, Gallo, get down here. I'll beat your ass. Like, here's the, <laughs> the warden was taken aback. He said, excuse me, Harvey? That was not part of the deal. Sir. <laughs> like a part of me is like, well, Harvey obviously had to, you know, he had to sell it, right? Like he was, he had to sell it for Frank Gallo. But another part of me is like, what if they didn't hold him back? Mm -hmm. I just seen Harvey and Frank Gallo in like a good old fashioned prison fight where Frank Gallo has the shift and Harvey's like, I don't need no gun. You mm -hmm. know, he's got he's got phone books taped to himself like a bulletproof vest. Look, Harvey, Harvey seen. Harvey's seen some things. I really think we need more for Harvey flashbacks. Cause how are you like this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the episode ultimately ends where Mike says, okay, uh, you know what? I've been with Rachel. I forgot what this was like. Jail stinks. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you put it like that, it's so funny. It's like, man, I can stay in here. I'll take the bullet for Kevin. I don't need that. I'm loyal. I'm Mike Ross. I can sit out jail yeah. one day. I've, I've done like, 10 days. I don't know how I'm going to do, uh, you know, 700 more. Imagine Mike Ross is part of the monarchy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's folding in three seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, dear God. Uh, yeah, he tried it. He tried jail. It was like, it's fine. Yeah. It's dangerous. But also, he likes to live up here. You know, living down here is boring. But living yeah. with Rachel is, uh, that's an outlier. That's something that, Har that Mike is willing to risk it all I mean, for. And so he's like, I'm back out. Chappelle, if out. it was this easy, I really think that they could have broken him. Just bring him to Sean Cahill's office and have like a Polaroid of Rachel. Hey, Mike, remember this? Right. Remember this? Mm -hmm. Frank Gallo mm -hmm. can do a Photoshop on this that's quite remarkable. Right. And Mike Ross is going to be like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. All right. But, but that does bring Kevin up an interesting who? conversation. Right. Kevin, Kevin, at this point, it doesn't seem like he suspects anything from Mike Ross, but there have been moments where it does look like they're getting a little sloppy. You know, Harvey was ready to march right into the jail and just grab Mike Ross out of there and be like, in the middle of the night and be like, I need to talk to you. Um, and Jessica's the one who has to stop Harvey and say, you don't think it's a little weird that the person you're about to try to go get some information from, you're just like randomly snatching his lawyer two or three times out of the day. It's like when you're on Survivor and they keep asking somebody to go to confessional. It's like, I wonder why. Yeah. Like, why does what so, does the person have to say so much? In the Big Brother house, you're on the the person's on the block, but for some reason, their name is just never coming up. Nobody's ever like, uh, uh you know, Kevin, please come to the diary room. It's like, huh, y'all don't have any interest in what that person has to say? Aren't they going home? You mm -hmm. know, or like, why is everybody in there so long? It would be very obvious to him that something is happening, especially because this is not Kevin's second day in in prison, right? He'd been to this school before. So, so 
uh, I think they're getting very sloppy. And I'd be interested to find out if this is actually going to work or if Micah even has the stomach to do it. Mm-hmm. We know that Mike doesn't have the betrayer gene in him. So when is he going to flip on Kevin and yeah. how? And is he ever going to be able to look that man in the eye and say, yeah, I did it so I could go be with my wife? Hmm. I'm starting to think that maybe Mike gets out by the midseason finale. I, I'm That's starting to think that maybe Mike Mike is out by the end of season six, episode ten. Okay, so my I'd have to agree with you because by season six, episode three, we already had our first inkling of, and we can get Mike out early, right? Yeah. Like if Mike was gonna be in jail for a while, I'm thinking about the mid-season finales where you want to give us the mm-hmm. hey, it's just you know. There, you know, there's this tunnel, you know, like, you know, like give us the escape hatch about halfway through. And then we use the second half of the season to really hone in on how Mike gets out. But they planted that seed in episode three. They said, "Okay, let's go ahead and get in front of this because we're not going to keep having suits going on in jail with one of our main characters not able to interact with the principal cast. I don't know how much longer we're going to keep the jail going because I feel like that the jail I feel like is running out of steam. Yeah, but do you think he betrays Kevin to do it? Yes. Like I said, it's just not up his alley. Mm -hmm. How does Mike Ross betray Kevin? And we just look back and be like, sucks to suck, Kevin. You know, like, I feel like there has to be something else. I I wonder if he's able to somehow, like, in a Mike Ross way of, hey, I can help you on the outside. I'll be your lawyer and, you know, give up your father-in-law and I'll help you, like, you know, do blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, uh, give up your father-in-law. And then uh, it could be a win-win. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, there there's definitely the idea that Mike Ross, I mean, he can't be your lawyer per se, but he but does I, know I some can lawyers. give you advice. And maybe right, also that right. he gets Gallo out and then Gallo's on the outside, like messing with him and Harvey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gallo is like our real villain that we have to deal with maybe in season seven mm-hmm. uh, later on, or maybe the, the end of season six, you know, where he's on the outside world with the shift yeah. and access to other and other uh, weapons. But I'm also thinking about the old adage that Harvey always brings up is like when the person has the gun pointed at you. Yeah. Right. And it's like the gun is pointed at Mike Ross and it's like, Mike Ross, you have to give us this information about Kevin to get out. Now, what do you do? Well, according to Mike and Harvey, there's always a way out, right? So I'm thinking that maybe, you know, he figures out a way to help Kevin and get out and still not have to, you know, deal with, not have to betray him per se, but he gets to kind of like have his cake and eat it too. That seems like very Mike Ross as well. Mike Ross just has the the sun shining up his ass, don't you think? Like every time something happens to this man, he just bounces back. He's got a million lives. Yeah. Um, He's Teflon. He is. Teflon Don. Yeah. All right. Then, Chappelle, we also had Lewis, who uh, we mentioned in the opening that he was very upset about the stockbrokers. They were using his coffee mugs for (laughs) drug tests. And then uh, Lewis is like, all right, I got to figure out a way how to get rid of them. Donna suggests that he finds an architect to put up some kind of like a partition so he doesn't have to see them. That we uh, get Gretchen brings in some architects. And we meet a brand new love interest for Lewis, Tara. Tara, the opera lover who does architecture. Mm-hmm. Rob, what is your first impression about Tara? Yeah, I mean, Tara is, you know, very attractive woman who's here to be um, an architect. Uh, she likes this space. She's willing to help out Lewis. 
I'm I'm not sure if is she won over by Lewis? Is she swooning for Lewis? I don't know if it is reciprocated yet, but I could see it going somewhere because Lewis is very much, you know, spitting, as mm-hmm. you say. Uh he he's the moment he sees her, he's kind of like, okay, I'm in love with this woman. And now what are we gonna do? How do we make this work for me? Um I am not a huge fan of Tara in this episode. Yes, uh, why? Yes, I don't remember. Okay, so I was very familiar with Sheila's ass. Like when we, when I remember when we watched her way back when, when she popped up in like season one or two, uh, and I was like, Rob, I love Sheila's ass. I really do. As a character, I think she's very funny. Um, I don't remember Tara that well. And so my the only knowledge I have of her is what we just saw. And I just think her character's a bit contrived. I think that her showing up and being like, uh, so yes, I'm an architect. But for no apparent reason at all, I'm just going to tell you, I love the opera. Architecture is like a perfect aria, like leading seamlessly into its inevitable condition. Like, girl, what nobody talking about that? Like, uh, unless she did some research into Lewis, going, why did you bring that up? Who mm-hmm. was asking you uh, about about opera? She's too perfect. You know, don't get me wrong. You think yeah, she's a plant? Felt, no, I don't think she's a plant. But I did think that the show she's might here be to catfish a Lewis. Too hard. No, I don't think she's catfishing. Like, I don't. I don't think that the person on the show is out to get Lewis in any way. I think that the show very lazily gave her all the things that Lewis was looking for very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. You know, it was like, here's a lady who likes opera and ballet, Lewis, have at it. And it's just like, okay, yeah. I get it. Honestly, been there. Definitely met a woman before who was like, oh, wow, where did you come from? But I did think she was like an FBI agent or something. I thought, okay, this woman is too too good to be true. Yeah. Nice stuff like that and what happened? happen to me often. Um, mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... She was Lewis an FBI here, informant? Um, if she was, she never told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can text her, but I okay. don't. I, if she tells me that, I don't think it's gonna change anything. Uh, so watching Lewis here kind of face with this moment of just like, oh, I gotta go do the Lewis thing now. It's very annoying because I'm thinking we got Lewis who's tapped in for once on PSL, and now you're gonna throw a, a distraction in his face, something so blatantly like, hey, this is a Lewis distraction. That's kind of why I was like, oh, I'm not loving Tara. I need her to have more depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lewis, that he ultimately gets shut down by Jessica. She says that he can't do the work that he wants to do, uh, that Tara wanted to actually move in. Uh, He wanted to get rid of the stockbrokers. She wanted to take over the whole space. But Lewis is going to hire her to do some contract work in the Hamptons. He said he has a home in the Hamptons. Since when? Maybe that's maybe that's just where he's. Is he gonna go buy one to the end? No. Like, <laughs> I told this yeah, woman that I have a summer home in the Hamptons. I don't have to go buy one. I think so, but then he'd have to buy one that need renovating as well. Like this mm-hmm. is an architect. She very clearly. Well, no, Lewis believes like in fiscal responsibility. He would be happy to buy a home that's a fixer upper. He's like, uh, flip this house. Yeah. <laughs> Tara. I mean, it'd probably uh, be a good move here in 2016. Uh, I mean, real estate's gonna go up. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the heyday. This is the good time to do all this stuff. Now you couldn't get homes, period. Uh, but yes, he has a summer house that he wants her to renovate. And she's like, I don't do resident residential work. And he says, it's not residential. I use it as a home office, but it would be so small. And he says, no, I want the entire house to be a satellite division of the firm. Rob, I think this is super planting his flag. We talked about this. We said when PSL has to rebuild and they're all living out of, uh, you know, out oh of Jessica's God. home. Uh, you know, and we could do a season in Malibu. Ooh, I, I, I did Malibu uh, in Hamptons. Uh, Hamptons. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I mean, reminding me the of the Save by the Bell season that they did uh, at the <laughs> Malibu Beach Club. That's why I said Malibu. 
<laughs> yeah, we could do that. Um, we could do that uh, here on Suits, right? Um, what is it? Malibu Sands. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we, yes. We, can do, we, we can do the Hampton Sands PSL division. You know, I I don't think it's out of the question because think about it. Their biggest struggle right now is trying to get people inside the building. Uh, you know, they need people to lease out these rooms and they're struggling. Yeah. So far, they have two clients and they got the finance bros in there Mm -hmm. you know and the finance bros overlap they're one of the clients too so i'm thinking that maybe just maybe if things don't work out with Stu bazzini they need a uh, you know a backup plan and they got to downsize a little bit they could be working out of lewis's home why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chappelle, we got to give out a Liddy Award for this episode. Who do you think is the most worthy recipient? Hmm. This is tough. Okay. I think these last couple episodes have been good for a lot of people. Uh, I very much love Jessica in this episode. She did call Stu Bazzini a pissant, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, which is hilarious to me. No, I think she got Lewis a pissant. Who did she call a pissant? I just thought the 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 word was kind of very targeted. Have um, you ever called anyone a pissant? N- maybe imitating Andrew Savage in Pearl Islands. I mm-hmm. believe he called Johnny Fairplay a pissant at one point. Like you little pissant. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, but she did. She called that man a pissant. But she got him lined up, you know. He, uh, she went out and basically showed him who was boss, as she know she's known to do. Um, so I like that for Jessica. She did get them a client, and she got the whole finance bro situation worked out. Uh, but she wasn't a big part of the episode. Like she no. was like kind of like a second. So I don't really want to give her that. We haven't talked about Rachel and her her innocence project. Yes, at all. She went and talked to Mr. Bailey. This guy has been on death row for twelve years. Immediately, he's like, "Why would they send me a college student?" Mm-hmm. To do this kind of work for me, I want to. I want to not get murdered on death yeah. row. It'd be nice. It's like I've been writing letters for lawyer. years. I wanted a lawyer. They sent me a student, and she's like, "You're guilty anyway." And I didn't want to take your uh, your case. No way. So nah. And mm-hmm. so eventually she comes around. Uh, but uh, Rachel is doing good work too because she has been a paralegal for eight years, and so she's got skills that most uh, you know. Law students probably don't have. They probably don't have that real world experience yet if they're coming straight out of college. And so uh, Rachel is standing out. But I do think the episode wasn't very heavily like on the back yeah. of Mr. Bailey. Uh, I guess the question comes could down be an to- interesting conversation if her and Mr. Bailey uh, start to talk about how like, oh, uh, Rachel, are you married? Well, no. Uh, funny story. Uh, my fiance is in jail. Uh, I'm working to get him out. Like, oh, he's innocent. 
No, he's actually no. very guilty. Um, it's guilty, but we're making a lot of headway. Mm-hmm. So if, if I could do this for him, he is imagine. extremely guilty. He he actually he probably should have gotten a worse sentence. And really, Mr. Bailey, if you want to keep it a thousand, a thou wow, he was innocent. Yeah, he turned himself in. Like, look, he did what they said. Look, whatever they said he did, he did it. But we beat the jury. They they were willing mm-hmm. to let him off. Imagine what I could do with your case, Mr. Bailey. I'm just saying it, the mm-hmm. story writes itself. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that if I mean, he could work on it too. He's actually a her. fake lawyer. There you go. We could we could assemble the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I, I liked Rachel's position in this episode, but I don't think she gave enough mm-hmm. for me to give her the, the lady. Donna can't get it. No. Donna doesn't seem to be doing any work. She, yeah, does not, nobody does really any legal work uh, anymore. And Donna, she basically was like, Harvey, he's right. Don't, don't go there. That, that don't, just listen to Mike. Right. And then she tells Lewis to get the architect and then Lewis says, hey, could you call them? Could you get a bunch of uh, uh, contractors up for me? And she goes, I'm Donna. I'm Gretchen. Yeah. Call Gretchen. It's like, Donna, this is the second second episode in a row where someone asks you to be a secretary and you just completely mm-hmm. flat out just decide that you're yeah. not going to do it. I mean, why are we paying this woman so much? Yeah. Why does this firm need a secretary? Like, there's literally no one is two? calling. Yeah. <laughs> right. They got they, they two and a receptionist, I think, yeah. at this part. Yeah, there's a lot going on here, and Donna's not doing any of it. So mm-hmm. I'd love to see Donna step up so she can win her a lady soon. Okay. Uh, so I think this comes down to Mike and Harvey. What do you think? I mean, Harvey goes into the prison. Uh, he's, like, trying to fight with Frank Gallo. Um, I mean, ultimately, his plan does work um, with Sean, over Sean Cahill's plan. I don't know. You want to give it to Harvey that he ultimately he gets Mike to come around? I think we both agree that Sean K. Hill's plan would have worked as well. Yes. You know, like, I think we can both, co- like, as uh, unanimously as a family here on Suit Yourself, um, Sean K. Hill's plan would have worked. Now, if you can get a million dollars and a little, you know, then mm-hmm. what, you know, who, who, who are me to block that? John Robert said it again. You know, Harvey, I think Harvey got Mike a lot of stuff. Now, does Mike get credit for getting to enjoy the spoils? No. You know, uh, um, yeah, I think this is a Harvey win. I think mm-hmm. this is a Harvey win. Shout out to Harvey. Uh, I think it's yeah. Harvey needed a Liddy. He needed to come bounce back. Been a second. Okay. Mike fell asleep. Also, I think I'd be pissed if I was Mike. Like I'm only out of jail oh. for six hours and I went to sleep. Hey, what? It, I mean, he he did what he came to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he accomplished the goal. He was pretty proud you of himself. Sleep back I mean, in the jail. I don't think you can sleep like outside the jail how you can sleep inside the jail. I think the outside sleep is a lot different than inside sleep. Uh, All right. You can go spoon with uh, Kevin. I'm sure uh, this was much better for him. Okay. Um, we didn't have a ton of references in this episode. Uh, Lewis mentioned the Brady Bunch uh, in terms of getting along with everybody. Um, then let's take some questions from the listeners. Okay. Ash Pereira wants to know, is this Ash. the same stew that makes the pizzas for the Survivor After Show? <laughs> yeah, this is stew, stew, hot stew. What was it described as, Rob? Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander said it's it's robust, it's hot, it's uh, wow, filled with flavors. What do they talk about the stew? We love stew, right? Mm-hmm. Don't undersell the stew. Yeah, it was uh, carrots, hearty potatoes, warm hearty broth. Potatoes. Yes, warm broth. <laughs> yes, this is stew. He looks like some warm broth. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. David Schwartz says the entirety of my legal knowledge comes from this show. 
And even I knew that lie about how Mike got six hours on an ankle bracelet was stupid. Could they not come up with anything better? Come on, Harvey and Mike. What would you two have come up with? Now, is this for what we're telling Rachel? Yeah, this is what we're telling Rachel we use to get us out of The reason why we're out of jail for six hours, just long enough to, you know, do the do and then potentially Mm -hmm. go back home. Yeah. So, um... It's not good behavior because we know he got in a fight. Yeah. Right. So he's not getting out on good behavior. Um, Harvey blackmailed the warden. He got he found some dirt on the warden and he used it to get Mike out for a couple hours. Even then, though, aren't you, Rachel, thinking that's what you use your blackmail for to get him six hours off his sentence? Mm-hmm. Really? We couldn't do better than that? Well, t- you know, as someone who is in law school at that point, if I'm Rachel, I'm like, well, let me see the information. What we have, you mm-hmm. know, we're all a team. I, I, you can do no better. I think this was the best lie they could come up with, David. Honestly, I just don't think that you know. I don't. I, I think that it's an absurd request. I don't think that people are just getting out of jail randomly for six hours of the day to go lay up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was already a stretch. They just had to go with the fact that maybe Rachel yeah. just won't care once she see Mike. Okay. And then uh, Josh Small uh, says, and well, yeah, welcome back to the feedback, Josh Small. Uh, as much Josh as Small. I thought I'd hate the bankers, I'm enjoying the comedic relief with some lower stakes. And Jessica has to win the Liddy, even over Harvey getting Mike to take the deal. She crushed Ooh. Stu. I said Jessica had a good claim for it. What do you think, Rob? Is there are we are we not giving her enough? You know what? I let I want to incentivize the listeners to write in and uh, make their claim for the Liddy. So I I am willing to revoke Harvey's Liddy and give it to Jessica here. Okay, let's give it to Jessica for for the moment, and then if people push back against it, then we will we will see. I might even do a Twitter poll. Okay, fair enough. All right. And then um, Jessica Frey uh, mentions about yesterday's episode. Uh, well, we know Stephen Fishback wrote a scene of suits when the Yale educated lawyer owns the Harvard one. Yeah, it was about time something like that happened because the idea that just Lewis just throws around that Harvard is the best school that ever existed and that all the rest of these schools are so somewhat not only inferior, but also garbage. I think he like compared them to urinals um you know it's a lot and his coffee cups were compared to urinals i mean eventually you know they got lit up and Mm so i think that it's about time that the show starts to stand up for some of these other schools yeah because it wasn't that what was it university of arizona just caught an unnecessary stray for a lot of strays okay yeah i mean the enrollment had to have plummeted after that episode probably all right Chappelle. uh anything going on over on facebook Oh, yeah. So we got a... Uh, that was very Kool-Aid, man. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some feedback. I believe it was from Patty. Um, and it was some stuff to consider. Now, this actually has to do with the Liddy as well. So, Patty said, uh, throwing this out there for... And Rob Patty and keeps track of all the Liddies, all the folders, yes. everything. Yes, Patty is a very valued associate, as many of you are, but Pat, Patty's basically a junior partner. So she, we got we got to read the Patty feedback. It says, throwing this out there for Robin Chappelle and the Suit Yourself Associates to consider. I'm having a little issue with Mike not even being an option for or discussed as being in the running for the Liddy Award for Season 5, Episode 16. I believe that's the finale. I get it that Mike's uh, not a favorite of many of you for many reasons. The fraud thing, lack of fighting ability, being a bleeding mm-hmm. heart, having a bad okay. hair session. Okay, yeah, that's uh, a lot okay. Yes, yes, Patty, thanks. Uh, but why isn't it being remembered that the entire show is based on the premise of him not being a real lawyer? Why punish the character for doing a good job at what he's being written to do? In the last episode of season five, 
He made the decision to go to jail and be away from Rachel for two years versus turning on literally everyone at PSL, basically saving the show from ending because the rest of the firm would all be in jail as well if he hadn't. Mm -hmm. He actually convinced the jury to find him innocent when every single ounce of evidence pointed to the truth of him being a fraud. He's a great lawyer. I know fraud, but still a great lawyer. He proved to himself and Harvey that he could fight if he had to, something we have been mocking him for not being able to do since the show started. Uh, I know Harvey baited him, but he did it, and there was blood. I love Patty. I'm sorry. I love Patty so much. Uh, and even though he spent a day saving God from jail, who went ahead and turned on his friends, doing that made him finally come to terms that with the kind of lawyer he wants to be. He's, he likes uh, being part of Batman and Robin because Harvey is his best friend, but he's destined to be a lawyer that fights for the rights of people who can't fight for themselves. Yep, the hair is still bad. Fingers crossed for a better stylist in prison, but I really think that Lewis's lady should be overturned in appeals court and give it to Mike instead and resting my case. Mm. Okay. What do you think? Oh, boy, the Liddy for the season five finale. Um, I don't really remember why we gave it to Lewis. Uh, I think we said that Mike was out because he went to jail. Well, it was that he went to jail. That's that's a that's a big L. But it was also that he chose to go to jail. Remember, mm -hmm. had he just had faith, which I believe one of the episodes is actually titled, yeah. uh, had he just had faith in his own abilities and the abilities of all his friends around him, then he would have avoided jail altogether. We find out that the jury would have would have found him innocent, and so maybe that's why we didn't give it to him. But Patty makes a compelling case, and I think that given what Patty said, I'd be willing to uh, to switch it up. Because we got the feedback, you know, like I said, we want to encourage people to yeah. let us know what but they think. But we can't overturn uh, all of the feedback. No, I, would I thought that was compelling argument. That was, no? that was a very compelling case. And maybe we should mm -hmm. be more open-minded with Mike. But I don't know if we should be like opening up cold cases for the Liddy. Because I don't even really remember why we gave it to Lewis in the final episode. I think it was because he brought, he was the, really responsible for bringing everybody together and then he was uh, like really big about like, hey, like you, we're family. Yeah, I first of all think we should cover cold cold case files should be on our next list of uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> on our added to our list of daily podcast lists that we're gonna do later on. Uh, that wasn't a USA Network show, but. I, you know, Cold Case got Files was fun. I think it had a season or two. I'll be open know. to giving Mike Ross the Liddy for this episode. Mike Ross can have the Liddy for this episode. <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 no. That's fine. No, Jessica can have the Liddy. We're fine with Jessica having yeah. the Liddy, or at least leaving it up to interpretation. So Jessica's holding the Liddy for this episode. Mike Ross, I'm sorry. That case is cold. It's dead. It's mm -hmm. gone. Uh, thank you, Patty. You made a compelling argument, but I'm sorry that we're going to have to okay. side with the initial ruling here. Um, so, yes, but thank you for the feedback. And we want to get more feedback. We love these discussions on the podcast. Go to Suits. It's uh, my favorite part of the show. Other, I, I, all the show. All the parts are my favorite part. But uh, thank you. <laughs> the um, feedback suits, is really fun. Suitspodcast.com. Leave us five star reviews, ratings, uh, feedback. and then. Feedback, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook to let us know what you think so we can discuss this stuff on air because it's And fun. if we get 400 members, uh, I'll drink a pruny on the podcast. Stop saying that word. <laughs> I don't like it. It, was, it started off fun, but now I'm like, ugh. All right. Chappelle, what else is coming up for you? You know, Big Brother's ending, right? So yeah. if people haven't been keeping up with it, we got a lot I of mean, coverage. Some people here. might be listening to it and Big Brother is starting. 
Oh, that's true. Oh, God. Yeah. So, depending on whenever you listen to this, Rob has a podcast. Rob has a website.com. We'll, there's so much Big Brother coverage. If you like Big Brother or if you're looking for a new show to hear Rob talk about, check that out. Sometimes I guest on there. Uh, it's a bunch of podcasts. You'll hear a lot of uh, of my friends on there talking about shows. And so, if you're new here to, uh, you know, the Rob has a website.com uh, universe, then check us out over there and then uh, follow all of Rob's Big Brother coverage as well. Go to robhasawebsite.com and uh, check it all out. Okay. All right. And then I'm at Rob Sistrino. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with season six, episode five. We're a quarter of the way through season six. We did it. We did it. All right. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Take care. Have a good one. Bye. Peace. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.